Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different life events? What influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol, and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. Are you married to your job? Do you want to divorce your job? Is your job causing you to divorce everything else in your life? Are you juggling too many things between your job and your personal life? Do you feel you do not have a personal life? Does your work hours spread to cover all your days and weeks? Do you like your job, but it consumes all of your time? Is your job costing you your health, yet you can't stop devoting all your time to it? Are you chasing deadlines after deadlines? Do you want to enjoy all the hobbies that you never have time to? Today, we're going to talk about what it means work-life balance by breaking down some myths about this topic and how it might not be about balance at all. I like to look at the definition of things because how we define things determine what it means to us and thus how we feel about them. And being a Spanish speaker, the word work-life sounds incongruent. Work-life is defined as, quote, relating to the amount of time you spend doing your job compared with the amount of time you spend with your family and doing things you enjoy, end of quote. So first thing, according to this definition, It's all about time. So if you split your time 50-50 between work and leisure, you should be happy, right? How many people are not happy? A good work-life balance should make you feel fulfilled and content in all areas of your life. And the truth is, there are many factors involved in this. On the other hand, why do they call it work-life? Does it mean that work is not life? That your work is not part of your life? So someone can say, oh, it's just an expression. But look, it separates your work from the rest of your life. It seems to be in opposition. And there are a lot of people that live like that. But there are many people that don't see their work as a job, but rather as a way of service to the world. And it's a huge part of their life. I think in Spanish, we have a better naming for this term. We call it personal life and professional life balance, which makes more sense to me. It's all part of our life. So if it's okay with you, we're going to talk and call it like that here. The term work-life balance came into use in the 70s and 80s as stressed baby boomers strove to achieve a balance between career, family, and other areas of their lives. But now things are shifting. According to Forbes, Generation X has focused heavily on the balance aspect, embracing remote work trends. And millennials are more interested in finding a career path that will support their lifestyle, which in this context means their life outside of work. These generations are thinking about the lives they want and seeking jobs and employers or creating businesses that support that experience. This inverts the more traditional approach of finding a job and then building a life around what that job, hours, income, and other factors allow. So what does a good work-life balance look like? First of all, let's say that a healthy professional and personal life balance means different things to different people because 
We all, all have different goals, different lifestyles, different jobs, different opportunities, and different personalities. But for some, a healthy balance might look like this. Meeting your deadlines at work while still having time for friends and hobbies. Having enough time to sleep properly and eat well. Not worrying about work when you're not at work, which means being able to disconnect from work when you're not at work. This can be challenging if, for example, we also have caring responsibilities, a demanding boss, health difficulties. And what is also challenging is some cultures favor long hours of work, creating already a huge imbalance. And as technology is designed to keep us connected 24-7, it can also give the sense that we have to be available 24-7 and have to respond immediately. So how do you know if you're work-life balance or our personal and professional life balance is unhealthy? Well, signs like you feel burned out, you have health issues, you feel overwhelmed, you hate your job, you're unhappy, your relationships are falling apart. Those around you are saying that you're angrier or you now are a little bit more jumpier with your temper. Those are all strong signs of some type of imbalance or something is not aligned. And it can be easy to normalize working long hours or being under an extreme amount of stress, especially if you have been doing it for a long time or those around you are doing the same. Your assumptions and habits around work can become deeply rooted unless you take a step back once in a while. And that happened in 2020. 2020 was a pause that allowed many to realize they did not like their job or being at home made them realize they wanted more time with their family, with friends, hobbies, and other activities. And if their current situation didn't allow it, they quit. So 2021 was a year of many resignations and many changes. Some people changed their work hours and their work location if permitted. There were a lot of early retirements and new adventure startups. 2021 is called the Great Resignation due to the number of resignations that year. And as some statistics show, that actually started pre-pandemic times. Yet 2020 was a year of the pause for many people and helped many make a change. How were the years 2020 and 2021 for you? Did you take a pause to see how is your work life and your personal life playing out for you? So making a pause is crucial to realize where you are at and it is healthy to create this pause for yourself and not wait for a major disaster to create this pause like a major health issue or personal loss or to be burned out. Although sometimes that is the only way some people will pause. With many of my clients and high achievers that I talk to, the one theme that comes out often is time or the lack of it. Of course, Many professionals live very busy lives. Many think they don't normally have the time or the energy to stop and reflect. But if you don't, life may throw at you something so that you stop and reflect and make a change. So find a coach that can help you stop or a workshop, seminar, retreat that can help you observe your current situation. So taking a pause allows you to have a better picture of your own map. You can ask yourself questions like, what's currently causing me stress or anxiety or dissatisfaction? How is that affecting my work and my personal life? How are my relationships? What am I prioritizing? What am I losing out on? What am I missing? What am I sacrificing? Where do I feel I lack time? 
pausing and thinking about your priorities can help you discover whether the way you're living and working is serving you. And this is a crucial point because when you're in the wrong path, doing something that you don't like because you're chasing something you thought will bring you happiness, or you're trying to fulfill society's norms, or your family's expectations, or your culture normal path, there is no talking about work-life balance. There is no balance to tweak. There is no point in adjusting your situation. First, you need to define what is happiness to you. What does it mean to you? Is the path that you're following getting you closer to that definition or farther away? Because if you need to make a major change, that can feel scary when you don't know where to go or which direction to take. When you have been really successful at something, and then what? When all your peers are doing that and then you want to do something else. So in this situation, it's important to be as honest as possible with yourself and make clear what happiness is for you, what success means to you. Take time also to explore other interests and things in life that can open your mind to new possibilities and ideas. Then pay attention to your feelings. Once you have more awareness of your current situation and your own definitions, how do you feel? Are you fulfilled, happy, energized, or angry and resentful or burned out, exhausted, with bad humor? Taking note of your feelings can help you decide which changes you want to make. And sometimes it's good to observe yourself over a period of time to see whether it is a one-time situation or if this is carrying over for too long. This should help you figure out if there's something you want to change. Make sure to go over your values, your priorities, to see what needs to change, what's important for you, what makes you happy. If you say that your family is your priority number one, but they don't see you at all, either you change your priorities or you change what you currently are doing. I made a huge career change. Actually, I've done a, <laughs> a couple of them. But one of them is when I switched from my engineering career into my dancing career. Actually, normally I think people do it the other way around. I kind of did it the reverse way. So I studied computer uh, science um, and I was an engineer for more than 10 years. And I actually also taught at the university and I really enjoy my career. But I started teaching by accident, dancing at the same time. And I discovered a whole new world and things that I did not have in my current career. And so then I start questioning okay, what makes me happy? And I was looking ahead of time and saying, in 10 years, how will I feel doing this career? And I did not want to see myself doing this, what I was doing back then, for 10 more years. It just felt like, no, this is not the way. And I did like my my boss, my coworkers, my the thing that I was doing, where I was, everything that I was doing. I really liked it. But I didn't see myself doing that for 10 years. One of the feelings I paid attention to was if I wanted to quit or change because my work was really hard. So was it that I was shying away from doing something hard or was it really that I wanted a change? So I actually hold on a little bit too long just to prove to myself or to be reassuring myself that it was not a one-time situation or, or that the work was hard, but really that I did want to 
add other things in my life, do different things. So eventually it took me a little while. It was a process, but I did change and went into full-time dancing because that, that career, that path, as much as I could, I tried different things and balancing in different ways, it did not make sense to me because I did not see myself 10 years down the road doing that same thing. So awareness of your emotional state is essential in order to determine the changes you want to make in your professional life and in your personal life. And sometimes it is good to get some external help like a coach or a therapist or a psychologist because they can help you see patterns or emotional disconnects or emotional incongruencies and help you make a better decision or a more clear decision. Once you've gained some perspective or a new perspective, figure out what needs to be adjusted or changed. Rewrite your priorities or reinforce the ones that you have. And you can ask yourself, what needs to change? What am I willing to sacrifice and for how long? Why do I feel that it is important to prioritize my life in this way? What regrets do I already have? And what will I regret if I continue along my current path? That was actually kind of the question that I made myself and helped me make that career change. Reprioritize intentionally how you spend your time in a way that lines up with your true priorities. Your identity also will define what you prioritize. So you may have to redefine your professional or personal role to be more inclusive of other values. For example, if you're now a mom or a dad, first time, this is a new identity that will be added to your current one. How is that going to affect you? What are your priorities going to be now? If you change your job position or got a new business, what are your priorities now? Consider also all the options possible, reflecting on aspects of your professional life and your personal life. Expose yourself to different people and situations that can bring a different light to your current situation and ask yourself different questions. What other options are there? What can I delegate? What can I restructure? What can I get rid of? Do I need to start creating more life outside of my work? Do I need to change my work? Do I need to sell my business? Do I need to restructure my business? Do I need to hire more people? Do I need to downscale? Do I need to move? Did you stop scheduling fun times with your friends and family? Spontaneous moments are amazing, but when we get into family responsibilities, business commitments, or we get immersed in our big impact projects, we need to schedule those fun, joyous times, or they don't happen. That special dinner with your partner or spouse, that playtime with your children, that crazy parachute jump you've been talking about for the past five years, that trip to Africa that you always wanted to do, that afternoon walking by the beach, that motorcycle ride by the sunset, that concert. Joy and fun needs to have a place and a space, and that means different things for different people. So how do fun and joy look in your life? And finally, once you have set your priorities and consider the options, take action and implement it in a sustainable manner. And it can be a big public change like quitting your job or they can be more private and personal like starting a meditation class, a dance class, a Tai Chi class, meeting regularly with friends, ending your work at specific times, turning off your phone during weekends or days off. Now, another thing to consider is the cycles of life. What do I mean? Well, 
When you plant a field, the work is not the same. When you plant as when you water and wait as when you collect the fruit or the crops. So is your personal professional life. So it's important also to consider in which cycle of your life you are. If your child was just born, that is where you hopefully can put a lot of focus. If you're launching a business or a project or there is a deadline, you probably pour more hours and energy into that. The problem is when a thing that was supposed to last some time, like a year, now has stretched to three years and you have neglected the other areas of your life. You have disintegrated the other sides of your life. That is when the pause and reevaluation are important. And as Arthur Brooks says, our natural strengths change. They're going to change over time. And so we need to get from one success curve to the second. So more than finding a balance, it's about constant recalibration of our whole life without driving yourself crazy. And it should be a cyclical reevaluation, meaning you have to recalibrate yourself every now and then because your life will change and the world will change. Your interests, priorities, and personal circumstances evolve. So this is a cycle that we must engage in continuously. Studies show that those that follow a combination of reflexivity, questioning their current situation and their beliefs and assumptions, and intentional reprioritization are more fulfilled. So summing up a little bit, starting with the basis that you make your definition, your own definition of what happiness, success means to you, not to the society, not to those around you, not to your family, but to you in this moment, because that's also something that can change over time. Do a pause and question that, question what's normal, question those definitions, then pay attention to your emotions. See what you're feeling. Review your values, your priorities, your definitions. And from there, redefine your identity, reprioritize, and then take action. Implement changes. And whatever happiness means to you, I like what Arthur Brooks says that happiness, and I totally agree, happiness is based on love. And I want to leave you talking about happiness. Define what happiness means to you because there is no tweaking any balance between work life and professional life if you don't have your own definition of happiness and are pursuing that. And don't look for the definition of happiness outside. Look for it inside. And as Arthur Brooks mentioned in his latest book, one of the most interesting things in the neuroscience and social science of happiness is that happiness is based on love. Love is a nuclear fuel of happiness. And if you don't have a lot of love in your life, you can get happier as you get older. And that means you need to work on the love in your life. You need to cultivate your relationships, whether they're your friendships, family relationships, or marriage. You've got to see them get better as you get older so you can get happier as you get older. And why am I talking about this? Well, all this balance between personal life and professional life has touched me personally as I lost a brother a few years back unexpectedly. He had a heart attack with no previous warnings. And it's likely that one of the things that contributed to, to his death was stress. And I also believe that he did not like his business, his work, but he had a huge sense of duty and he wanted to help my dad who went through a, a 
a stroke and then he took care, my brother took care of the business. If you're doing something for the wrong reasons or you're paying too much of a price or you're following some norms that you have never questioned before, there is no work-life balance to work on. There's no personal professional balance in the world that will bring you the fulfillments and happiness that you deserve. I'm going to say something really cliche, but sometimes it's cliche because we hear it a million times, but are we paying attention? So here it is. We only have one life and we live it like we have 20 more and the time is endless. Let's forget about reincarnation and any other religion or spiritual belief so as not to make this more complex. Let's focus on this life, the one that you're living right now and it's finite. So make sure you really are living it the way you want to live it. Designing not the way society tells you, but the way it makes you feel fulfilled today. What are you going to do today that will make you happy? Don't manage your stress. Don't manage your work lifetime, your work life balance. Manage your joy and your love. Happiness is a set of elements. It's made up of enjoyment, satisfaction, and purpose. And we can control all of those things, not perfectly, but a lot more than we typically think. Arthur Brooks. Thanks for this shared time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Hope you're getting tremendous value from it. I would love to hear from you. And if you have questions about anything covered in any of the episodes, please email me, DM me, and I will make sure we cover those questions. And as many of you want to support this podcast in many ways, we created a Patreon account where you can support this podcast at three levels. And I will leave the link in the notes, in all, all the notes of the episodes. This will help us so much to bring new team members and make this grow. And to support this podcast at zero cost, please subscribe on any or, or, or all of the platforms of your choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Google Podcasts, and just share it also with your friends, with your family. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and five stars if you think we deserve it. A huge, huge hug and kisses to you, Change Maker. Yes,